0: Hey Browns backers, Browns fans, Dog Pound, this is the Oracle Speaks, I am the Village Elliot. I'm going to talk about the past, present, and future of the Cleveland Browns. I hope it's your favorite team, it is definitely my favorite team. I want to talk about the Browns quarterback situation and Flacco Everybody's got Flacco It's the new rage that's sweeping across the fan base. Joe Flacco looks like he's the real deal. He's like come back from oblivion, and he's he's the quarterback of the present. At age 38, seems like he's got it all together, or has he? I want to question some of those basic assumptions, and uh, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves too quickly, shall we? Let's let's calm down think about what's actually going on here and question some of the wild things that we have seen from the, um, the fan base, or some of the assumptions. Now when, when we first signed uh, Joe Flacco I thought okay that's not a bad signing. I'm still kind of upset that the Browns haven't had three quarterbacks all along plus a fourth quarterback on the practice squad. I think that's very prudent in today's game because quarterback is the most important position, certainly on offense, and so you ought to have a well-stacked uh, cupboard. There ought to be a lot of quarterbacks around the league that know the offense. Right now the only veteran quarterbacks that are familiar with the Stefanski offense that are available would be somebody like Josh Rosen who was on the practice squad for a while. A lot of people don't like Josh Rosen for one reason or another. Uh, another guy is Garrett Gilbert, who was on the team in 2020 uh, in Stefanski's first year. So that's getting kind of out of date. But you know there ought to be some players that just have the basics of the Browns offense under their belt so you could go back and sign them. An example would be the Pittsburgh Steelers always had three quarterbacks, and then there was also A guy like Charlie Batch that they had sort of on ice. Charlie was a a vampire actually and they could bring him back to life when they needed him and he actually did come back to life and beat the Browns in a crucial game uh, towards the end of his career. And Charlie might have been a backup quarterback but he could win football games and that's really the point. You need to have guys that you can depend upon to give you a fighting chance to win. And uh, I don't know that the Browns have actually uh, planned for that, but nevertheless, we also have to concede that the Browns have been able to find quarterbacks at the last minute who could actually win games. The Browns signed P.J. Walker during the season, he was cut by the Chicago Bears, and he managed to win a football game. He started the game against the San Francisco 49ers, who a lot of analysts believe is the best team in the NFL, and he beat that team. It was not an artistically great game, but it didn't have to be because the Browns have a very good defense. So, uh, P.J. is not an artistically fantastic quarterback. He didn't sling the ball all over the ball yard, but he did manage to manage, you know, to I hate to use the word game manager, but he managed the game well enough that the team could win. That's the point. You don't have to be the Pro Bowl uh, gunslinger like Brett Favre in order to win a football game, Uh, depending on who you've got around you. And the Browns had, especially at that time, a tremendous defense, and they were able to win a football game. The Browns also had a rookie, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who they liked a lot. Uh, I still have confidence in DTR, I believe that he would be able to win if uh, called upon. And they also signed at the last minute, Joe Flacco, everybody's crazy about Joe because he's done very well immediately after being inserted into the starting lineup. I did not think that Joe was going to be able to have success immediately, I thought it was kind of a far-fetched idea that the veteran would go in and be able to throw the ball 40 times a game and win. I didn't think that was going to happen, but it did. So that's a credit to Joe that he's able to succeed at a high level and be the focal point of the offense at the same time. It would not have surprised me if he had thrown the ball, let's say, 25 to 30 times per game. And if he had handed the ball off let's say, uh, uh, 30 times to three different runners and the Browns had had a strong running game and won uh, by gaining yards on the ground, that would not have astonished me. But the fact that that did not happen and that Flacco won the game through the air was very much a surprise. Now, a lot of fan base is very excited about Flacco all of a sudden. You know, They remember the movie, Replacements, and oh, the star of that movie was named Shane Falco. That sounds like Flacco. So maybe Joe Flacco will be just the guy that will win the championship like Falco did in the movies. And maybe that's true. Anybody that's in the playoffs, I believe, has some mathematical probability of winning the next game and the game after that until finally they have a chance to win it all in the Super Bowl. So I believe that everybody has a mathematical chance until they're eliminated. And uh, definitely uh, Flacco has a shot at this. the business about throwing 40 times a game is something that I'm still not quite comfortable with and I like to discuss that with you further. Before I do, however, let's take a break for commercials. Johnny Cleveland's got some lined up. He's got, He's done a really great job of lining up sponsorship for us. That's what keeps the show moving. I hope that you'll listen to the ads and buy all the great products that they sell. So let's pause a few seconds for a commercial break, and that starts with 5, and we are back, so let's talk about what the legend is and what the numbers actually show. We will recall that we had a similar situation with the starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who came at an enormous cost of $230 million. I'm not sure that I know what the cost of Joe Flacco is, but it's probably in the low millions of dollars. But uh, people were disappointed in Deshaun Watson because he seemed to be rusty in 2022. In other words, he did not play at the same level that we were expecting. And even in 2023, he did not play at the high level that people were counting on. Or maybe we oversold ourselves on how uh, good he was going to play. We thought that he would be playing at a pro bowl caliber and he was more like middle of the road. And uh, yet Joe Flacco has been at a comparable level and so the buzz is that, hey, Flacco didn't have any rust or didn't have an adjustment period. But I would say that if you looked at the statistics, that's not really what the numbers say. Uh, Let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Watson in 2022 had a three and three record for a team that was under 500. I think they were uh, were they eight and nine last season, or was it worse than that? Uh, in any case, uh, he was three and three, and he got better as the season went on. His quarterback rating, which uh, is sort of translated to the team's one loss percentage, other things being equal. Was 40.4, which is not really that great. That's a kind of a below-average QBR, and uh, he had um, seven touchdown passes, five interceptions. So uh, those are not really fantastic ratings, but okay. There he is. He won some games, lost some games. And ultimately was a 500 uh, quarterback on a team that was not quite uh, 500 during the regular season and did not make the playoffs. 2023, Watson was five and one. That's not half bad. His uh, QBR rating is 43.4. And his uh, passer rating, the old-style passer rating that's been used for 50 years or more, was uh, 84.3, which is about the same as it was uh, the previous year when he was allegedly rusty. Um, that was an 84.3. It was a slight improvement over the 2022 season when he was 79.1. And... Um, his QBR of 43.4 is a three-point improvement over 2022. So he's better, but still one might say, well, we think he's rusty or maybe he's not quite that good or maybe he does not have the players around him that he had in Houston. I I would tend to lean towards the last explanation as possibly having some merit. Uh, He was surrounded by Pro Bowl caliber running backs and wide receivers. He had talent all around him in Houston, and maybe the Browns are not quite as good, and not quite as uh, anxious to tip their hats about what uh, what to expect. Um, it, you know, as the season progresses. So anyway, uh, Flacco. On the other hand, let's talk about his stats. The idea is that Flacco just burst onto the scene and started throwing the ball all over the ball yard, which is true to some extent. He had a lot of yards. And, in fact, uh, he's averaging 313 yards per game, so over 300 yards, which is really a pretty good number. But he's also turned the ball over. Uh, He has a he's uh had seven touchdown passes and five interceptions which is a lot for three games and those have been significant interceptions the first time he threw an interception uh that led to a uh, score uh that was a, i think a pick by John Johnson of the um uh, of the uh, LA Rams and uh that led to a score, so it got turned into points. This past week, he threw two pick sixes, and so that also led to points. And so, he's been putting it up a lot, but he's also gotten burned a few times. And uh, if he had short passes got intercepted, then the Browns' defense might have been able to contain that. But uh, some of these deep balls when they get intercepted they result in big returns and ultimately um, opponent scores but anyway um, his QBR rating is actually lower than Deshaun Watson's he's got a rating of uh, 33.5 and uh, that's for his QBR and then his more traditional passer rating is 81.6 And let me look it up, 81.6 compares to uh, Watson's 84.3. So, you know, there's really not that much to choose from between Watson and uh, Flacco. Uh, Let's also admit that there's some talk that oh well we like Flacco better, we think he's better than Deshaun Watson so let's keep him as the starter next year. The answer to that is no. Uh, The Browns committed a lot of money to Deshaun Watson. He is the quarterback and the only question is how they're going to uh, be able to accommodate him for the next years or so I believe that they will actually decide to extend his contract in order to get their salary cap number down for the 2024 season remember there is a discount and uh, they'll need to do that in order to have a season in 2024 because right now they're on the hook for like 64 million dollars uh, for Deshaun Watson by himself in 2024 and I don't believe that they can recover from that I think that places too much strain on the salary cap they have too many other players that uh, they've made commitments to. And they, they just simply can't afford to have everybody, so they'll need to restructure some of those major contracts, and uh, it's harder to do when you've got a veteran. Now, this past game against Chicago, uh, Flacco is being congratulated once again as a hero, and rightly so, but he threw uh, two touchdown passes for Cleveland, and he also threw two touchdown passes for Chicago, uh, two pick sixes. And so I don't know if it's really cut and dry that he's really that, uh, that well, how should I say this? The, the, you know The net impact of Flacco on this game is not really that that much of a net positive because there were significant problems uh, that he created. It was all Browns, either the Browns were scoring for Chicago or they were scoring for themselves. Um, but it's it's a it's a mixed bag, you know. Yes, Flacco was performing very well. Yes, he's throwing for a lot of yards but he also turned the ball over and those turnovers resulted in scores. There was also, I believe it was against Jacksonville, there was a uh, interception that led to a Jacksonville score. So the Browns offense is generating points for the opposing team. Uh, It's not all sweetness and light when um, when the Browns offense is on the field it's not just points being scored by Flacco for the offense there's a downside to throwing the ball that many times and the downside is is that they're also turning the ball over and scoring points for the other team Uh, you know with that in mind it's not clear to me that Flacco is actually that much better than Dorian Thompson Robinson now Dorian Thompson Robinson of course is a rookie rookies tend to do dumb things, and who's to say that Dorian Thompson Robinson might not have uh, reverted to some of his bad games. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, the first game that DTR played was against Baltimore when he did not prepare as the starter, but he was prepared to be the backup, but uh, Watson was not able to go and so there went uh, DTR in with only a few hours to prepare to be the starter and uh, that just did not go well. That was the NFL debut for uh, DTR and uh, he really got trashed by the Baltimore Ravens defense, which is still an excellent unit. Um, So if you look at his numbers they are heavily weighted by that negative experience uh, in Baltimore, but I think that if he gets a chance to start one of the games down the stretch he would probably do about the same as Joe Flacco. Now he might not accumulate that many passing yards, but I don't know that they need that many yards. I think what they need to do is avoid turnovers and if DTR can do that, the Browns have an excellent chance to win. So that that's my central message is that I think the quarterback needs to be able to play in such a way that turnovers are minimized and the ability to make spectacular plays and long throws and that sort of thing isn't as important as people think. Um, the Browns will have a chance to win no matter who plays quarterback as long as they're playing defense at a very high level. And So far we haven't seen any evidence that the Browns are going to collapse defensively even though they've taken some major hits injury wise on the defensive side of the ball. So there you have it. Uh, everybody rightfully so is excited by what Joe Flacco has been able to do but at the same time uh, there's a downside to Flacco as well, he's made turnovers that have been very damaging and resulted in uh, the other team scoring either directly by pick six or indirectly with a short field after a turnover so I think that we have to temper our enthusiasm for Uh, Flacco fever, and there might be an opportunity for uh, DTR to still start, and I think if it happens, he has the opportunity to take the team uh, a long way in the playoffs, yeah, in the playoffs. Uh, He is a very well-seasoned rookie, having played five years as a starter in major college ball, and I think he'll do just fine if he's called upon. I think that it is the correct decision uh, to play Joe Flacco at this point because he's assimilated enough of the playbook uh, combined with his veteran experience that he is the best choice of the three quarterbacks that the Browns have. But, you know, maybe I think that it's closer than other people might realize. It's not really the slam dunk for Flacco that people perceive. Um, I think it's more of a gray area. It's closer than people think. But ultimately, yes, I do believe at this point that Flacco deserves to start. Um, But uh, there are other options namely a DTR, that wouldn't be bad if it comes down to that. That's what I had to say. Hope you guys are having an excellent week and we're looking forward to more Browns football on the weekend. Uh, Browns will be in Texas as the visitors. The Browns are underdogs by about two points. I think that's appropriate given the uh, injury situation. And the fact that Houston is a very good team, they got uh, C.J. Uh, chucking the ball for them. Those Ohio State quarterbacks, man, they're dangerous. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I believe that uh, that uh, C.J. will be out of the uh, C.J. Stroud will be out of the concussion protocol and will be playing against the Browns we'll just wait and see on that but I believe that that's going to be the case so take care we'll talk again real soon God bless bye for now